Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by Floor and Decor. Largest selection of hard surface flooring and lowest prices guaranteed. Tony in Dallas, how can I help you? Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Um, I live in an old frame house and my attic doesn't have any insulation. I wanted to see if it was, if I could do it myself and would using the the roll insulation be good, or what do you suggest? You know, I love the Milo <laughs> insulation. If you're going to want to do it yourself, though, you got a choice between blowing it in or rolling it out. The advantage of the roll-type insulation, it doesn't settle over time. So much like Milo insulation, once you put it in, you're done. So if you're up to going up in the attic and and taking the rolls up there and, and rolling them out in between the the ceiling joists and everything, that is absolutely the way to do it. What what uh what do you call it? What what should I use? Uh, you know in our climate you're 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 wanting to get up in that R thirty eight, R thirty nine range. Usually okay. it's about fifteen, sixteen inches of insulation. Okay, and then I've seen some of the rolls have paper on one side, some of them don't. Uh, when you're retrofitting, use the ones that don't. Uh, the The paper is on for when you're doing new construction. Uh, the paper gives you something to staple to hold it in place uh, before the sheetrock and everything goes goes on. But since uh-huh. you're laying it down retrofit like this, get the stuff without the paper. Okay, one other thing, if you don't mind. Now, let me let me throw one other thing in. If you end up having to get the one with the paper because you can't find the paperless, uh-huh. uh, take a box cutter and just put sl- slices into the paper because what that does is it lets it breathe better. Oh, okay. Uh, is it hard to find the one without the paper? Like, would Home Depot have it? Now, it just depends on if they've got it in stock. It's not hard okay. to find, but... And I, I said R38. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. It's R49. R4849. Oh, 4849. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one other thing. What do I do when I'm laying it and, and it's, it's uh, you know, you've got your your light fixture and everything, or, or the electrical box. What do you do? Cut around it or what? If it's just a box itself, you know, like where the wires are tied together, just go right okay. over the top of it. If it's a canister light you know, that's recessed up into the ceiling. Yes, sir. Then you have to look at it because some of them, if it's an older one, you don't want the insulation up against it. Uh, but the newer ones, it'll say on it that insulation can cover it. Okay. So you're talking about the old canisters that kind of stick up? Uh, to, to Correct. Not to, not to cover that. But if it's just regular uh, light fixture boxes, I could just cover lay them up. I don't have to cover them up. I don't have to worry about the cutting around it. Correct. Okay. All right, very good, sir. I appreciate you. Going down to Granberry. Tom, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hey, Jim. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How can I help you? Yeah, anyways, hopefully you, can, hopefully you can help me with this problem. I'll be forever grateful. Um, I knew better, but uh, a week ago when we had that cold snap, my pipes froze. Uh, the fix was pretty easy. Um, was just replacing some PVC, but okay. ever since then, I've had uh, low pressure in the two master bathroom vanity sinks. 
tub pressure is normal, shower pressure is normal, all the other faucets throughout the house are normal. So, I, and I've determined there's no leak. I checked the water meter at the road, you know, and there's no uh-huh. it's not spinning. So I'm thinking there must be some type of obstruction, but I don't know where to go from here. Have you tried taking off the uh, aerators first and cleaning the the little screens? That's it. That's where the water comes out of the faucet. Right. Yeah. Uh, the because what we have, they don't have that. Okay. Uh, and, and the reason, and just for everybody listening, the reason I'm I always start there is when a pipe freezes, a lot of debris can break loose from the the edge of the 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 edges of the pipe, and it flows through, and it plugs up those screens. And so you just take them off, clean them up, and and you're good to go again. Uh, the mm-hmm. other thing that can happen, though, is it can get into the orifices of the shutoff valve under the sink. Okay. And, yeah, and in, the faucet, in the faucet itself. So here's what I would uh, typically do. You know you got slow flow to the uh, coming out of the faucet right now. Uh-huh. Undo the, the, the line under the faucet. You know, shut the water off, undo the line. And ha- and turn it on, and dump that have that water spraying into a five gallon bucket, just to see if you're getting full flow there, because what that'll tell you is the faucet is what's plugged up. If you're not getting full flow, it would tell you then it's probably the cutoff valve that's plugged up. Either mm, way, you know okay. which one to take apart and clean. Okay, all right, I'll go there. <laughs> Hopefully that'd be a pretty quick fix. It, it, well, I, I tell you, if it was me, I would find out which one it is, and I probably wouldn't bother cleaning. I'd just replace it because a new one just doesn't cost that much, and the hassle you go through to cleaning it and then put it back together, just find out it's not working right yet. I would probably just swap it out. Hmm, okay. Okay. Very good. I'll give it a try. All righty. You take care. Yeah. Thanks for your help. Terry in Plano, how can I help you? Hey, Jim, appreciate you taking my call. So I'm looking at uh, redoing some things at my mother's duplex. It's a two-story. And uh, I think I'm going to need to replace uh, one or two toilets and uh, some of the old uh, linoleum. That's like in the laundry room where the toilet area is, another spot upstairs. So the thought was, what's what's a preferred way when you're kind of doing replacements do you rip out the floor put a new floor in and then take the toilet off and put one back on or do you take the toilet off do the floor and then you know put it all put something new back in what is there a preferred way well you want to have the toilet out when you put the new floor in so normally you're gonna have to look and see uh did the old floor go up under the toilet or not? Uh, and a lot of times nowadays, plumbers are caulking toilets just because it gives it a more finished look. So typically, when you're getting ready to pull the old floor up, remove the toilet at that time, strip everything out, lay your new floors, and put the toilet back. So will the toilet actually sit on the floor also? On the new flooring? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
All right, because I think uh, I haven't looked at it in a while, and I'm thinking the old linoleum kind of just goes up to the side of the toilet, so that's kind of why I was asking what I was asking. And and it very well could, depending on who put it in and when. Uh, but if, if I was putting in new floors, I'd pull the toilet, run it up underneath, and then set my toilet. Oh, okay. And linoleum. Right. Now, if I was laying tile... Uh, you can do that as well, but you typically have to get an extension for your um, the uh, wax ring. Uh, typically, I would recommend getting a neoprene type because they extend further and take a movement much better than the wax rings do. But that's that's a, a different issue. Well, and that's I'm glad you brought that up because I wasn't sure what I was going back with, uh, whether I was going to put in you know like these not wood floor but you know kind of looks like wood these planks sure. or uh-huh. squares or whatever so and yeah they, co- they come in planks okay so that that'll add a little bulk to it and then that neoprene yep. one that you're thinking of that you're mentioning i think i used one of those recently when i replaced the toilet at my house and it's just like it almost seems like it's a plastic encased thing that's flexible is that what yep. you're talking about yeah it's it's kind of rubberized material and you know the, the nice thing about it is uh, unlike a wax ring when you set a wax ring uh if if you push down or something or rock and the wax gets any type of indention in it it's done it doesn't spring back those neoprene ones do now the big difference is the wax ring you'll spend four dollars the neoprene you'll spend twelve yeah that's I've messed with the wax rings before. <laughs> yeah, it's well worth the 12 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I had another question regarding flooring. Okay. Uh, so, as I said, this is a two-story duplex. All the bedrooms are upstairs, uh, and then just the living areas, kitchen, laundry room, and stuff downstairs. So I was thinking about if I do replace carpet with something else. Um, on the upstairs side, um, my thought is if I replace it with some other type of flooring besides carpeting, is it really going to be loud for the people downstairs versus a a carpeted floor? Yeah, it depends on the flooring you get and if it has an underlayment or not. Uh, And what underlayment? Um, if you stop in at a floor and decor, you're going to see that they've got like three different underlayment. Uh, one is rather loud, uh, but it, it blocks moisture. Uh, all three of them are for moisture, but uh, the the one I like using is one that has the most soundproofing on it. And where you can hear the difference is you drop a golf ball on the floor, and I mean, it mm-hmm. it pings when you drop it on the the cheaper underlayments. You drop it on the one that's got the sound deadening, and it's just a doom, and it's done. Uh, it, it So that's where the big difference will come in. Okay. And then and then types of, you know, for, for better wear or whatever, or, or, or maybe going up and down the stairs, um, kind of at a, at a mix there. I, I kind of like the carpeted stairs because they're, softer so to speak versus <laughs> you know a, a harder material 
but there again, we're not going to go the, the real wood route. We're not going that yeah. direction. So, Well, here's um, the advantage to the hard stuff on the stairs. You know, whether you go with like a, an aqua guard or uh, the the uh, flexible laminate type when somebody is walking up or, or especially down the stairs uh-huh. the carpet having that flexibility also makes it a little bit slicker easier to stumble the yeah. hard surface you don't have that issue it's well, more that's solid to walk on that's a, that's a thought that, that is, is a thought okay Yep. But okay. I think that pretty much um, answers this line of questions today. Sounds good. Going to League City. John, this is Jim. Welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I have a plumbing question. So our kitchen sink was really stopped up. So we had a plumbing company come out, and they they snaked the line, and they you know went actually 50 foot of the of the snake. And, and he said, well, it, it, I... I got some blockages, but you have um, a really bad grease um, in in the line, and a snake won't take care of that. And so you need something called a hydrojet, uh, which is a, an expensive, um, I guess, an expensive tool to uh, service to come come to for us. And so you know, it's it's draining now. It seems fine, but uh, I just wanted to see if that's you know. I, uh, if he's just trying to sell me something, or if it's something I should really think about. No, uh, I, if if it's if it's being caused by the grease, the the snake, although it's not going to clean it off a hundred percent, it it basically knocks off a big chunk of it because you know in, on the end of the snake it's got a cutter head that cuts through. Then it's got the cable, and that cable's sitting there flapping around in that pipe, knocking all that stuff off. Uh, you know, we didn't even run these uh, hydrojet lines uh, on residential systems that way until probably the last, what, three, four years? Um, and it's probably longer than that. But my point is we lasted decades and decades without having to hydrojet the grease out of the lines and we sure as heck aren't using more grease nowadays than we used to so if the line is flowing i would personally leave it alone now there are things you could put in to help with it and you know one of the biggest things is actually hot water because it helps melt some of the the grease off of it to flow out but there's also some foaming type uh cleaners and i'm not big on putting cleaners down through the pipes but do you have PVC pipes, or or are they cast iron? How old's your house? Uh, they're PVC. Okay. The 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 stuff to put in to clean them out's not going to hurt the pipe any, and uh, you know it's it's really going to depend on how far down the line he was hitting the grease as far as if they'll do you any good. Uh, and truthfully, it's it's only going to do you good if it's right there in in the first say four or five feet. Beyond that. It gets so diluted by the time it gets down anywhere, it's not doing any good. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So there's some enzyme cleaner, not the Drano, but like enzyme, uh, right? You know, things, and that is that what you're referring to? 
that's one of them that you could use. Uh, but there, there's also some that actually foam, uh, turn into a foam that runs through the pipe and, and cleans it out. But like I said, the further it goes away from the sink, the the more it gets diluted down. Okay. And for hot water, I mean, can it be boiling water? That's not going to damage it? That's not going to hurt it at all. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I'm glad I called. Thank you. We're going to head out to Beaumont. Sam, how are you today? Hey, good afternoon, Jim. Doing fine. Uh, my daughter owns a home in uh, the Independence Heights area of Houston, just outside the 610 Loop. This house was built in 1948. Um, Prior to her purchase, which is about two years ago, it was bought by an investor and remodeled. And recently, uh, she had a problem with some, a very, some soft spots in her flooring. So I tore into it, and um, what I found was uh, they had – I'm quite sure it's the original subfloor. It was one-by-two tongue and groove, hand-nailed. Yep. Um, and uh, so I, I cut out the rotted sections and – put some three quarter BC plywood and, you know, put the flooring back on it. But my concern and the reason I'm calling you is I believe the problem extends beyond the area that I repaired. And when I tore into the floor, I found that uh, the people that remodeled the house had stapled just bad insulation underneath it supported by wires. And this, I'm wondering if this insulation is causing the problem because it appears it was wicking moisture somehow. And yep. when you pull it away from the beams, you see it, you see something akin to mold there. Yeah. Uh, is that is that the issue? And do I need to have it? It is removed. Okay. They should there should not be any fiberglass insulation underneath the crawl space home. And one of the issues right now is some of the building codes are requiring this, and they are tearing houses up with this stuff. Uh, the The humidity levels under, underneath the crawl space home, just from the soil, it goes up. It gets into that, uh, whether it's fiberglass or cellulose, it really doesn't matter. It gets into the dead air space in there, and it stays and keeps moisture against the wood, and that's what starts the rot. So, yes, get somebody underneath there, pull all that insulation out, and that'll you know keep it from uh, getting worse. So you only have to repair whatever damage has been done. If you want insulation in a crawl space home, you need to use a spray foam closed cell infra, uh, foam insulation. And the reason for that is it doesn't take on moisture. An open cell spray foam will take on moisture and still cause the same problem. But you, you, you said it at the beginning. I mean, the house was built in the 40s. It made it all these decades without anything, and we're going to modernize it and screw it up. Just leave it open. Let it breathe. The temperature difference that you'll find is so minor uh, because – there's just not that much air issues coming up from the bottom. Uh, the other issue we run into with these ty uh, type of situations is the, some of the floorings we put in, they seal so that uh, the air is no longer able to transfer through the wood. You know, when the house was originally built, it was just open floors and it, it all breathed. Now we put these laminates on top. And it doesn't allow any air movement, so that moisture that's getting in that insulation is, is doing even more harm. 
Yeah, that the what she had on the top was the uh, click lock flooring, so that may have been yep. partly issue as well. It it does it it does add to the to issue. Okay, great. I'll get that insulation taken out. Thank you so much for your help, Joni in League City. Welcome to Texas Hi. Home Improvement. Thank you. I have a tankless water heater, and we do not get or get very little hot water heater, hot water in our bathroom sink, but we get enough in the shower to completely take a shower, but we get very little hot water in our sink. I, I, I when you say you get very little it's it's just a, a slow flow or it's just doesn't stay hot long both it runs well let's put it this way the cold water the water itself runs very slow it okay. takes a long time to get hot water and when we get it it might last three minutes and then it goes cold and then it goes cold. Okay. It sounds like you may have a water flow issue. And here's what mm -hmm. I want you to try in order to see if that's what's going on. Run that sink, get your hot water, and have the shower, or the tub rather, run at the same time on hot water. And see if that okay. sink stays hot. And, and the reason I'm asking you to do that, if the, if it stays hot, what that's an indication of is the water flow going through the tankless is so slow that it's not keeping the uh, switch triggered to have the hot water running. Uh, okay. Th there's a sensor in the tankless water heaters that tell tell the heaters to turn on and off. And when there's low flow... It just doesn't stay running, and it sounds like that's what's happening. Okay. Yeah, because it is. If very that's the case, lines can be cleaned out, or the switch could be bad, one or the other. But uh, if you'll do that simple test, it won't cost you anything, and that's information then that you can give to the plumber to, to help get the problem okay. fixed. Just a reminder it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast. It helps people find us. Kurt from Dripping Springs has a driveway ceiling question. He says, Jim, I have a new driveway and would like to treat it against discoloration and have it repel water. I've looked at siloxane based penetrating clear sealers from Eagle and Drylock to do the job. Do you have experience with this type of product and what is your opinion? Do you have recommendations or do you suggest I consider an alternative treatment? Thank you. Well, Kurt, you know, <clears throat> all of these products will keep moisture from going into the concrete. But what a lot of times we have on our concrete is a buildup of, of uh, dirt and pollution and different grimes and stuff into the pores. And that's what gives it the discoloration. And there's really nothing that you're going to put on that's going to stop that part of it. Uh, you can put a sealer on there, like what you're talking about, that will keep the moisture from going in, keep stains from going in, and stuff like that. But any of the pollutions and dirt and grime that builds up on the surface and gets into those little pores are still going to discolor it. 
that's when you just have to hit it with a pressure washer. And yeah, truly, if you're going to hit it with a pressure washer, I would get one of those uh, heads that have the spinning um, heads on it that keeps the pressure washer the same height off the concrete. It's it's like a, a big floor buffer. You're just moving it across the concrete. The head's spinning in there, cleaning it off. It gives you a nice, even cleanup. And you're not having to do it all that often. Once every couple years, typically for most driveways, keep them looking pretty decent. So I, I would really recommend that's what you look at and instead of worrying about the sealers. Again, the sealers that you're talking about will be great for for keeping stains and stuff from penetrating in, but you're still going to get that dirty look over time. Anne, welcome to Texas Improvement. Uh, thank you, sir. I'm getting ready to put some new shutters on the outside of my windows, decorative shutters, and I wonder what kind I should get. Should I get wood or some other kind of material? Honestly, I would look at the plastic ones. Okay. And, and the main reason is the that. wood The wood looks great, uh, but they got a, a limited lifespan out there just because of the painting mm -hmm. on it. You you just can't yes. get it everywhere. And the way those slots come across, moisture gets down yeah. in into that groove, and it starts to rot. Where with the plastic exactly. ones... Exactly. That's what's happening to yep. them now. Yep. And, 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 and that's actually happens pretty quick. Uh, where Where do I get plastic ones? I, they even have those at the box stores like Lowe's and Home Depot. Oh, oh, they do? They do? Okay. Yep. Do they come already with the paint on them? Uh, no. You Well, they've got a color, but you can paint them whatever color you want. Okay. All right. And they're just as easy to put up as the others. Yes, ma'am. All righty. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Dutton. Have a nice you afternoon. You bet. You take care. Let's head out to Pearland. Hello, Jeff. Hello. How can I help you? Well, I've got a... Uh, air conditioner duct problem, I think. Uh, I've got two-story house, two separate units, and just in one place, there's a duct that uh, seems to have a lot of uh, moisture in it. Um, the little brads up in there that where the where the ductwork clips to the you know by the above the vent, it's all they're all rusting out, and I get some metal, some rust dropping through the vent, and then I get a lot of mildew on the on the uh, sheetrock around the vent that I have to clean once, about twice a year. And then, like, when I take off that vent to clean up in there, it's kind of moisture because, like I said, there's a lot of rust up in there with the, on that metal. And I don't know why it's doing that. It's the only one it does it on. Is is your uh, duck work a flex duck or, or is it uh, a rigid metal flex, duck? Flex, okay. flex duck. Yeah. Chances are good what's happening, you know, through the sheetrock – is a boot uh, that goes up, and then the duck hooks onto that boot in the attic. And it's right. got to have an air leak. And that cold air meets the warm air, and it causes moisture. And that's typically where we start getting the leaking and the rusting and the dripping and all that. Okay, so is it something I need to fix, worry about? or? Oh, yeah, definitely you want to get it fixed because the problem will tend to get worse over time. Now, sometimes it's nothing more than the insulation isn't up against all that metal up there. And just the warm air path and cold air, you know, the cold air passing through heat, uh, cools that sheet metal and it causes it to sweat on the outside. But uh, 
you know, it, it's going to be a, a, the hot, cold fixture that's causing it. it. Whether it's a leak in the duct or just it being exposed with no insulation all the way up to the duct. Okay. So just like calling a regular air conditioner person to come fix that? Oh, yeah. they, they Yeah, they can come in and take a look and see which one it is. Uh, and it could be a combination of the two issues. and But, yeah, they... Sh- they can uh, definitely get that addressed. Jim in Metal Springs, how are you today? Fine, Jim. Uh, quick question. After the freeze, I had some frozen pipes, but I didn't have any breaks or leaks. Okay. Uh, when the water started running again, I flushed everything. I had uh, residue come out of the bathroom uh, faucets and the bathtubs, and water was slow running in the kitchen faucet. I got the kitchen faucet working fine on cold water, but on hot water, I can't get any pressure uh, through the hot water side. And I'm wondering if that's a, that's a hot water heater issue or where where I, what I might need to do. Do I have to call a plumber to come check the heater? It is a water heater, I mean, if you're getting hot water everywhere else, that regular yes. pressure? Yes. Okay, then it's yes. not going to be the hot water heater. Uh, it, it's more than likely to breathe it came loose when the pipes froze has gotten into either the shutoff valve under the sink or into the um the valve itself on the faucet valve on the faucet okay well i had i checked everything else the the valves underneath i opened and closed them a couple of times and that didn't help the hot water so i didn't check the valve in the in the uh on top so that's is that is that a two-handle faucet no, it's a single handle. Okay, so inside that, it's got a, a cartridge that has, you know, yeah. that rotates for the orifices, and there's going to be some debris down in there. Okay, I'll give it a check. Appreciate the help. You bet. Take care. Bill and Spring, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hello, Jim. I uh, have a two-part question. My, uh, I was visiting my mother who lives in Waxahachie, and I know you've uh, answered some questions for me before for her house, but it's an older pier and beam house, and she wants to have windows installed. And as I was walking around the exterior of the house, I noticed that it appears that the back side of the house has dropped down uh, and is not level anymore. Uh, okay. My question is, should I have that house leveled before she tries to put windows in it. Yes, because otherwise when you go to level it, you're going to throw the windows out of square and possibly break the glass. That's exactly what I told her we needed to do, and she argued with me, so uh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. (laughs) Now, you know my company services, Waxahachie. Yes, sir. I do. I do know that, and that's who we'll call when she gets. When I can convince her that that's what we need to do, <laughs> it shouldn't be very hard. Uh, since uh, since I told her once already, and uh, I'll get my brother to confirm that. So <laughs> not a problem. And um, uh, we'll call you as soon as we get ready with her. Okay. All righty. You take Thank care. You You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.